You are listening to On Human Rights, where we bring you interviews with experts and others about human rights and international humanitarian law. On Human Rights is broadcast from the Ralph Wallenberg Institute of Human Rights and International Humanitarian Law in Lund, Sweden. I'm Sandra Jacobson. This podcast features Aslam Sesic, a nurse, politician and bridge builder who for the last seven years has reached out to people sending her hate emails. She calls it Dialogue Coffee. And Aslam recently visited the institute to share her story on why she's doing it and how. Enjoy. Uh, I was member of the Danish parliament eight years and I was the first uh, female with Muslim background uh, in the Danish parliament. So it was uh, uh, very interesting uh, because a lot of people has very big problems with that. Uh, I had uh, this uh, Muslim background. And um, uh, in the beginning, uh, when I I can remember the first uh, speech from the seat in the parliament when I hold my speech and come back and uh, I open my emails and I had uh, two hate mail mails and uh, the first one start with uh, your terrorist what I doing in our parliament. And the other one is, uh, it was perka. It's a, a word like a monkey uh, you use uh, for people who is black or brown like me. So uh, I don't, I didn't under, uh, answer them because I think they don't understand me and I don't understand them. So no reason to have a communication. But uh, all these hate mails, uh, it, it, it didn't stop. Uh, when I um, involved me in the debate, uh, I get a lot of hate mails. And uh, one day I was, uh, I was returned from uh, journey and uh, in, uh, when I come back, I get a postcard. Postcard. In the beginning, I think it was an invitation to a birthday, because it was a lot of flag on this. And but it was a return uh, ticket to uh, to Turkey uh, for my uh, for me and for my criminal family, because they don't want to have anyone like me in Denmark. And it was in my private uh, uh, home. And I think it was too close because uh, it was normal. It get normal that when I say something in the media, I have all these hate mails in my email box. But now it was uh, later in my uh, private home. So I contact the police and they never did anything about it. It was from a, a Danish organization with, uh, they have a chairman uh, with a Nazi background. So, but uh, I think it was half year after that, uh, a Nazi man, he chickenate me in eight months. Uh, he called me up till 40 times at, in the day and he want me to go back to where I come from and uh, it was a difficult time because um, when uh, people say so many horrible things to you, you uh, change your way to be 
as a way you you are. So I park my car different places, and I call my husband and say, if I am not home in 23 seconds, you have to come out and look at me. And uh, we get uh, um, security, not, not security, I call this uh, kindergarten, my children was, and I tell them that they have to take care, uh, extra care with my children. And uh, and I get Himli um, address, uh, what I say, man? Secret address. Secret address. But after eight months, um, he called me. Um, I was in the zoo with my uh, boy. He was nine year, and I had uh, Yasmin, and she was only uh, half year old. And uh, he called me, and I think that he was there and looking at us. So I was so paranoid. So I want to go home, and uh, uh, and it was the first time he called without a secret number. So I could see his number. And uh, when we come came home, my son asked me, why uh, do he hate you so much when he don't know you, mom? And uh, I say that uh, it's because some people are stupid. <laughs> it was not most uh, clever answer, but uh, what I feel uh, there. And uh, after that, I talked with my uh, friend Jacob Holt. Maybe you know him. He is a photographer and uh, document all this racism in the U.S. Uh, between blacks and white uh, people. And uh, and I was so angry and I was so sad and I couldn't uh, live my life uh, because um, it was it was very hard. To, to know that someone don't uh, like you, and uh, and you and you don't know him. You he, he don't have any face. You don't uh, see him, but you know he he is around you. And Jacob say you have to you have to try to understand him. And I think, but because when you understand him, you will see your own racism. I think I'm not racist. I'm not calling him. It's he. He's calling me, and I'm not saying sending hate mails uh, for other people. They are sending to me, and he say everyone is racist. They don't will accept it, but of course you have a racist in your heart too. I think he was stupid, <laughs> and he say okay. Let me ask you, how many do you know? who vote for the right parties, the extreme right parties, and they are your friend. No one. Uh, and I was very proud that uh, I don't uh, say hello to this member of the Danish, uh, member of this uh, parties who was on the left. So I was very happy to uh, not have a conversation with them. I was very proud <laughs> because I think they were not a good persons. Uh, because good persons are not racist. So if you have all this, uh, uh, if you think all this thing about people with minority groups, so you can't be a good person. And he say maybe you have a problem self too. So so my best advice will be try to have a contact with those people. And I. Uh, uh, 
after that, I think a lot of about it's, what is true that I was racist too. So I, um, the police find this man, and he was uh, very extreme. Uh, he tried to um, use violence uh, against uh, Muslims, women on the street, and uh, uh, the Nazi party has uh, threw him out because he was too extreme for the Nazi parties. So he was very, very extreme. And uh, some inform one information was very hard to to uh, to un uh, to understand that he was uh, he has pedophile. Uh, behaviors on the f internet. So he tried to contact very young children. So, uh, so it is very hard when you are mom for for two. So, police find him, and I say to the police that I want to meet him. And uh, he say yes, but after that he say no because I want to understand why. Why did he hate me when he don't know me? But after that I decide to open my hate mail map. map. I, in my Outlook, I have a, a map only for my hate mails. Because one of my colleagues said, don't delete them, because when something happened for you, it's good for the police have something to invest in, inve investigating. So I, <laughs> when I opened it, it was shocked because it was four, 500 mails in this map. I, I never uh, read them uh, because uh, you can very quickly find out that it is a hate mail because when people start with your terrorists, you know they will not inviting you to meet to, to dinner. So I put them there. Uh, <laughs> but um, one, one had sent me so many mails. Uh, the name was uh, Ingolf Rasmussen. And uh, all his mates start with, uh, you're a terrorist, and end with, you're a terrorist. And I decided to call him. Um, but I have so many good reasons to not do it, uh, because it's rain, and uh, it was a bad day, and uh, I don't have so many time. So after 14 days, I decide to do it. And so I called him and I said, Hi, Ingolf, is Islam. You sent me so many mails, and every mail starts and ends with terrorists. You don't know me, I don't know you. Can I come and visit you? And it was very quickly, and he said, and he said, uh, I have to ask Bente, his wife. I think, what? <laughs> do the man have a wife? So said, OK. And, but she was uh, outside, when she come back, uh, he will call me. So he called me and said, you know, it's, it's good. We want to meet you, so come tomorrow. Uh, and I decide to have food with me, and I do it the, la the last seven years. I have all the style of coffee, and I always take food with me, because when you eat, you have always peace. <laughs> Something happened with people, so I took uh, a breakfast. And uh, but I have this small problem that uh, I should tell my husband that I will do this. He couldn't understand why. Why do you do that? And what uh, it have something happened to you or our children? Or... So, uh, but the compromise was if he couldn't contact me after one hour, he could call the police. 
So uh, so I took uh, to to Ingolf, and uh, something when I I come of course uh, exactly nine o'clock because I I don't want him to say okay Muslims people are always coming late, so he opened the door and he say wow interesting you can't come to the time, <laughs> so that was the <laughs> first contact, and uh, he give me the hand and. Uh, I I can remember I was so disappointed that he don't have the long uh, necks nails nails because in my head all racist people had was dirty and their house was dirty and so I come inside and it was very nice and uh, smell a coffee and uh, I was so disappointed because he, I have so many prejudices, and uh, and when he showed me the his house, he had a, a clock, you know, this when uh, birds coming out, yeah, and I, a cuckoo uh, clock, and I said, wow, my mom has the same, and he said, is that true? Yeah, but we never see her birth. Why? I said, because it's not work, and he said. Okay, maybe I can come and fix it for her. <laughs> and I think, good, thank you so much. Uh, maybe next week. And I think, what's happening? You called me terrorist so many weeks. And now I have, uh, I try to have a deal with him about my mom's birth. So, so I think I, it's, it's not good. But I was there in two and a half hour. And I message my husband and say it's everything is okay please don't call the police and um, we have so many things to comment because he come from a worker family like me and uh, he he was uh, it was very important for him that um, that everyone uh, try to do their best uh, and uh, and 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 he had Muslims neighbors who uh, he he helped them, but sometimes it was so difficult to him to understand why the young people always make all these problems. And I sit there and try to be the uh, advocate, uh, lawyer, mm-hmm. lawyer for the Muslims people. No, they are not all criminal. And he's told about the two people he, he, he know, and they always make those problems. And I said, no, no, not everyone is criminal. And he think, fuck everyone. I know the two. <laughs> and I said, oh, no, that is not, a, please don't generalize. And uh, so we don't talk the same language. We talk both Danish, but we talk, don't talk the same language. So, but he was very nice. Uh, so we decided to meet each other again. So when I come back, it was very schizophrenic. It was very difficult for me to, one part of me, love him. He was so nice, and Bender was so nice, and the conversation was so fun, and, and one part of me hate him because he was so racist. And say, for example, when he wait uh, the bus and the bus stopped 10 meters from him, it was because it was a monkey, a driver. Uh, as a, and I can remember when I was young and I have scarf and I have so many prejudices against Danish people. When I went wait for the bus and the bus stopped 
10 meter from me, I say it is because it's a racist. So we have so many comments. So um, there I could see maybe Jacob has right, that it was about me, that I was maybe racist too. So I decide after that that I will visit all those people who sent me hate mails. And uh, I did that in the last seven years. I always uh, visit people in their house and I will always have food with me. And, um, and I try really, in the beginning, it was very important for me to change them because when they meet a Muslim, they will be a good person, you know? It is so crazy, but that was my mission. Now I know that the, the most important thing is when I visit them, try to understand them. Why are they have all this uh, meaning? Um, opinions. Opinions. Who give them that? And, um, and when I, if I am there two hours, I use the, uh, the most of the time to talk about who they are. Are father, are grandfather, do you have children, what are they doing, do you have a job? Uh, and after that, talk who I am. Because when we meet each other like humans, it's much easier to build the bridges. But if we talk about each other like a group, we dehumanize each other. So when I, peop when I meet, meet them like this, we have always something. We have comments, and I, uh, and after one hour, one and a half hour, and I say, okay, it, 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 that reason that I am here, because you called me monkey, or you say you hate Muslims people, or you hate that I was, uh, you, uh, you, you write that you want me to die, or why? And there they always say, oh, it's because, oh, and it's not because of you. That is all the other people. And I uh, try to understand how many do they know. A lot of them, they don't know anyone else. And after that, I try to build a friendship with people from their communities. Because friendship is vaccine against prejudice. Because if you know someone, you will know, never generalize. I write, write a book and, uh, about this, uh, my work, and I have to go to the Israel. I have so many feelings about the conflict between Israel's and Palestinian people. But I know I have three, four, five, ten Jewish friends. I love them. I know they will read this book. So I have to be have all my nuance with me because I know them. So friendship is very, very important. And, um, and I know that you can't build the bridges after one day. It is like the physical bridge. It takes times. You have to be patient. You have to have a trust to each other. And you have to find a uh, same language to understand. Now, when people told me that they have all this problem with this young man, I never talk about the status, uh, the, the numbers. I never say, oh, you know, the Maya tree are not criminal. And all I say, oh, I understand that. It's, just, it, it's, it's very irritating, 
who, who are they? So I try to share their frustration, uh, share their uh, feelings, uh, experience, not deny them, because they feel that. That is their um, uh, day. Um, everyday life. Yeah, everyday of life. And, um, and I know that um, it will take very long time to build the bridges, but it is possible because what is the alternative? If we can't talk each other, with each other, how can we change this mindset? We have to talk with each other, but we have to talk with them. We are very, we, are, we don't, we, we think we don't have anything to comment. So we have to talk with them. And the now um, I am visiting uh, the most radical groups in Denmark. Uh, uh, so I was in the Grimhøj Moskeen, it's a Salafist mosque, mosque in Denmark. Uh, um, a lot of them, I, the police think that they sent a lot of this uh, uh, Syrian warriors. Uh, Syrian warriors. Yeah, from this mosque. And uh, I visit the most radical Christian groups and the criminal groups and try to understand what's happening. I was, um, I was at Kim. Kim living in the, it's in Sommerhus. Uh, vacation house. Yeah, vacation house. And uh, when I come there, he in the uh, door, he has very, very big flag, Danish flags. I think the one of them was two meters. So he had tried to, uh, keep it uh, in the door and I think wow it's uh, because I am coming so I was in the house and and he has so many flags maybe 200 Danish flags and I think what is that did you have a birthday party <laughs> no it, it was because he was very proud of uh, uh, in, uh, his flags and I say but it's not normal and we have a conversation <laughs> and uh, and he uh, Kim believes on the uh, disability and uh, he think um, that the rape is uh, Self-inflicted. Self yeah. So, uh, and uh, and he don't want Muslim people. But he never called me bad thing. He always say, Muslim with the beautiful eyes, I don't want to be in my country because you're dirty. I want my country clean. So please not have these Muslims in this country. And he dream about to find a gun so he can't kill all those Muslims before uh, before they're going in the mosque. So it's, he is very, very extreme. And uh, when we have this conversation, I can see that on the uh, uh, wall, he has so many knives. Uh, he has one, two, three, uh, I think more than 20. And, uh, and I can feel there that I am uh, afraid. And I do always that. What I feel, what I think, I, I say it loud. I say, Kim, I am afraid. Should I be afraid for you? And he said, no, I will never do something bad for you. But I was afraid before you come too. I think, why? Because I think you will take your 
brothers and they will uh, they will do bad thing f- uh, against me. I think why will I take my brother here to do something with you? And it is so it is so interesting because we have the same age. We come from the same country. We ha- we talk the same language. And I think it was only half meter between us, but we are afraid on each other. We never meet each other before. And I think it is so important that we try to let people meet each other. Because something miracles happens when people have a conversations. And um, now I, so that is, that is why I'm doing. So I do a lot of this, and now I call it for dialogue coffee. So when people send me hate mail, they uh, say, I hate you, I hate Muslims. And I answer back and say, okay, you don't know me. And I'm very sad that you feel this about some you never met before. Can I come and we can drink a dialogue coffee? And 90% always answer back and say, oh, it was not because I want to make you sad. So sorry for that, but it is very good with dialogue coffee. I can Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So, and um, and a lot of these people I met the last uh, seven years, I have contact with them because uh, it takes times. And Kim, uh, when my mom get breast uh, breast cancer, uh, breast cancer, breast cancer. And uh, I make a Facebook and say thank you for all these people who uh, take care for her. 20 seconds after that, Kim called me. And he said, Özlem, I am so sad for your mom. I will pray for her. And please call me if you need cannabis. <laughs> I think, okay, Kim, thank you so much. Uh, so, uh, and, and sometimes I know that uh, I, I really try to focus on what we have to comment. Because it is very nice he called me. And now we have a conversation, Maya Kim, because we have a break in our relationship. Because I say to him that he can't say to me every time we meet that he wants me to go back to Turkey. So he, he, um, he has to accept that. Now he's thinking thinking about it. So and uh, I am I know he will come back. So uh, but I sent him a message in the Christmas and uh, and he say thank you and say you know I'm still thinking about it. I say okay okay I have a lot of time so yeah so yeah. And now I try to um, uh, <laughs> make all this. Uh, work with other different groups too. So um, I'm uh, with R- Rabbi. Rabbi. Yeah, Rabbi yeah. Bent Melcher. So we try to visit the mosques together. So uh, so it's very important. So it's not only Muslim people met people who don't know Muslims, but it's try to make build the bridges between Muslims people, Jewish people, Christian people, and and. And, and really believe on the conversation uh, because that is the most powerful thing we have in the democracy that we can talk about the thing. So, yes, that is what I am doing.
together was Aslam Sechik, a former Danish politician who shared her experience of meeting up with people sending her hate emails under the name Dialogue Coffee. My name is Anna Jacobsen, and this podcast was brought to you from the Ralph Wallenberg Institute of Human Rights and Humanitarian Law in Lund, Sweden. And did you enjoy this podcast? Be sure to check up on our website for more podcasts concerning human rights issues. Thank you.